Hey, I know. I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. Hello everyone and welcome to Out of the Drying Pan, a Pokemon the series podcast. This week we have the Todd Snap Trilogy coming at you with Moving Picture, Spring Fever, and Freeze Frame. Just a quick reminder, this is an E4 explicit podcast, so listener discretion is advised. And I'm your host, Jacob, and I'm here with my co-host, Alex. What's going on, everybody? What's happening, Alex? Hope you're doing well on this lovely Sunday uh, afternoon. I am. I am doing well. Good. Doing a lot better than I was before. Oh, we'll we'll hear about that in a little bit. We may have been in the same boat. We'll see. Our other co-host, Austin, is here. How you doing, Austin? I'm here, and I'm in the doghouse. Literally. There's going to be a... Explain (laughs) your situation, Austin. I'm pet-sitting two dogs, and they're in my condo. And I was going to record with them outside the room, but they would not let that happen. So they made their way in here somehow. And at the moment, they're being quiet, but we'll see how long that lasts. Yep. Anyway, I guess if no one's got anything left to say, we can jump into our weeks. Alex, you start because you said something about feeling better. And that's always a good thing, depending on how worse off you were. Well, this week was exciting because this past week... I went to a concert, and that was really fun. Who? Who'd you see? I saw Tool for the first time ever. Okay. What a wild ride. Are you saying you saw a band named Tool, or you saw a Tool at the concert? (laughs) Actually, that's a good joke. Actually, I would say that the crowd was super chill, at least where I was sitting. It was a good crowd. If I had to sum it up in one word, I'd say visceral. That's how I felt after I left. Visceral. Visceral. Word of the day. I'm not sure if I want to feel visceral. I mean, if you know anything about Tool as a band, that's how I would describe them. It's just so bizarre, but in a good way. What are they, Do I know any songs by them? Are they kind of like an underground band or? No, they've been around for years. Decades, rather. You've probably heard some of their music. I probably have. Is this like a yellow card situation? Oh my gosh. <laughs> not in the slightest. Okay. They are a progressive metal band. At least I think that's how you would label them. Please don't come at me. I'm not really sure. I know people get kind of territorial when it comes to labeling rock and metal bands. So that's what Wikipedia told me. So that's what I'm going to go with. Caring about labels too much is not cool. Right. That's not punk. It's not rock. It's not punk. It's not rock. Yeah, we're going to gatekeep it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's all just enjoy the music. Did you name a song by them? Like name something. Uh, okay, Schism, Parabola, Lateralis, Anima, Stinkfist. Enema? Stinkfist. Anima. Oh, Anima. Yes, Austin, anima. that's exactly Yeah, what... I heard Enema as well, so, followed by Stinkfist, and I was like, that's not a good time. <laughs> so, Stinkfist is exactly an allegory for what you would think, but... Fisting. Yes. Oh, okay, God. what's the allegory? I probably used literary terms wrong, so I'm so sorry. Austin, stop making that hand motion. For one thing, that's not a fist. It's more of a... Well, like well a, it's not... It's different. Okay. You gotta get in there and then you do like this. Sorry, <laughs> I'm te- I'm visually teaching them about fisting. I'm gonna I don't now. need to know. I'm good. Okay, no, you don't. So you're not familiar with them, Jacob? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I've, uh, 
I'm glad that they've. Uh, I don't know. I don't. Their music. I don't know any of those names. I mean, good for them for being uh, rockers. That's cool. You can done more than I have. They've hosted a venue and people paid to see them, so that's cool. I know. I was thinking that the whole time. I'm like, I guess you've really made it as a band when you sell out arena size venues. What kind of crowd is there? What am I looking at for people who would attend a Tool concert? Well, at least for what I saw, it was a mix of all kinds of people. Teenagers, older folks, a lot of middle-aged people. I mean, there was a diverse group of people there, and everybody seemed to be enjoying themselves. Everybody was super chill. There wasn't any crazy, rowdy people. There was a lot of weed, but I feel like that's expected. Is there a mosh pit? There was not a mosh pit. Are there usually mosh pits at a Tool concert? That I could not answer. I don't know. But everybody was... I think it's more of kind of like, we're here for the music. Everybody's going to be cool and respectful. Like, we were not allowed to have cell phones out at all. The only time we were permitted to have a cell phone out was at the end where they let us film the last song they played. But it's kind of more about the music itself. Like, we're all going to just enjoy it. We're here as a group experiencing this together. We're not going to be like a rowdy, nasty crowd, you there's know. There's decorum. There's there was rules there's established. Decorum. There okay. is. That's not everybody was very. That's respectful. not rock, but okay. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the. It wasn't nasty metal. It was respectful metal. Good for you for keeping music alive for uh, going to concerts. <laughs> Yeah, well, for the money I paid, um, you know, I'm yeah. glad it was a good show. I've read a lot about that recently, about COVID or pandemic prices still inflating concert goers and like tickets in general for like a football game and or any kind of venue you want to go to. It's just insane. So yeah, I mean, it, just them as a band, I think they're so wildly popular that they know what they're about and they know that if they charge exorbitant fees, people are going to pay it. Doesn't matter. And I proved them right because I went. Overall was good. The rest of the week I had a little bit of a stomach bug, which is what I was talking about earlier, but I feel better now and sounds like you're kind of struggling through something yourself or coming out of something. Yeah, I was about to say, mine wasn't a stomach bug. I was sick. I was very sick this past week. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, I got, the, I got the funk that's going around, that flu sinus cold infection, the trilogy. Uh-oh. So if I'm sniffly, that's why. And if I forget stuff, that's why. I'm like a the. The fog brain, brain fog that comes with it. Fog brain. Fog brain. Yeah, but I, I'm power through. I'm here for the people. You know, I can't let them down. So I'm here struggling. These Todd Snap episodes are critically important. It had to get done. They had, it to, had get done. to get done. But is that your week, Alex? Am I cool to take over? Yep, that's it. So Shit's Creek still going strong for me. My God, dude, David and Mora, Mora, <laughs> like still the show. Catherine O'Hara. She's a gem. Her head is so far up her own ass that it is just the funniest thing ever. <laughs> like when everyone tells a problem, she just talks about it from her perspective. It's just the best ever. It's perfect. It really is. I do think people sleep on Alexis, though. Yes. She's underrated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's not that she's a bad character. I think it's always hard when you're in a show with such a stellar cast and all the characters are good. There's not just one standout. It's like... It's hard not to be overshadowed, I guess. Yeah, they're like really push uh, Mora and David. Like their storylines are pushed a little more heavily versus like Alexis and Johnny. So there's like more character development for them. But they're also the more like out there characters. Like Johnny's kind of like a normal guy, so to speak. And uh, Alexis is, 
we've seen that character before a little bit, but they're both good. They both have good storylines. It's just that, you know, they really push David and more because they're like more extravagant characters if that I guess does that make sense? Are you still on season one or No, I'm like season five almost. So I'm oh, almost okay. Oh, you're almost done. Yeah, yeah. So almost, <laughs> which sucks, man, because it's really it really is good, you know. Well, Austin convinced me to watch Superstore, so maybe you can watch that when you're done. I've already seen it. Oh, okay, never mind. Remember we had that whole conversation when Austin came over, we were talking about the show. We we're like, we can't talk about it because <laughs> nobody else has seen it. Oh, that's right. Okay, so both of you guys convinced me. Yeah. Watch it. It is it's really good. Austin, you said this. It's going to be shown to classes about how the pandemic was for, like, retail workers because it demonstrates it perfectly. Other than that, I finished uh, Kentucky Route Zero, beat that game. How was that? Austin, have you picked it up any? No, I haven't had time. Okay, well, be in a strong state of mind to play that game. What does that mean? Be be well off. (laughs) Like, don't be, don't be like... Oh, well, I'm never well off mentally. I don't... (laughs) <laughs> well, judge, judge your own scale. Use use your Austin scale to determine how well you are. Don't be uh, don't be like just super depressed when you go into that game because when you finish it, <laughs> it does not. I do love depressing media. Oh well, you would love this then because it is very realistic. It's not like somebody comes in at the last moment and saves the day. It's gonna hit hard. So there's no happy ending. No, no, there's not. No, I can't even say that there is. It's very uh, realistic. And that's okay, I feel like, sometimes. You know, not every piece of media has to have a feel-good thing. I mean, it's just, it sucks, because when you end a game or show like that, when you're like, I can't believe this is how it ends. But they're like, yeah, sometimes life sucks, and things suck, so deal with it. You know what has the most depressing ending ever? Is Shit's Creek. It's so sad. I cried. Don't say that. Oh, no. <laughs> Are you serious, or? No, of course not. Okay, I'm going to say, that didn't see, if that came, that came at a left field. That would be something like the writers got mad that they canceled it, so we're just going <laughs> to make everybody suffer. Can I spoil it a little bit? Yeah. Let's just say this, like, one of the ma- major characters leaves, and I was expecting, like, some redemption at the very end or arc, but it's like, nope, they're just gone. That's it. I thought you were talking about Shit's Creek, and I was no. like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 the game. Kentucky, <laughs> Kentucky Route Zero. Austin, what'd you do? Well, remember when I said it looked like my hair was coming in good? Yeah. Well, I went to a work conference um, out of state for like basically a whole week. It ended up one day having to go in really early, so I didn't have time to like you know get ready in the morning really. So someone saw me and they said, "Austin, you have a Leonard Bernstein haircut." And I I don't know. I was like, "Oh, ah, my hair!" Oh, I, need a, no. I need a I need a picture. Leonard. I need. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna Google that right now. Who is Leonard? Okay, he's a he was a conductor, composer, pianist music educator, author, and humanitarian. I think they mean like this photo. Okay, you put one in the chat? Yeah. That's not a bad hairstyle. The guy's... I don't see that at all on you. I I hadn't like brushed my hair or anything, so it was like sticking out in all directions. I mean, his hair isn't even like wildly crazy. It's just... it's like that... He looks like a normal old guy. I don't know, that looks fine to me. Maybe that person was just like having a Leonard Bernstein fan moment and that was first on their mind and that makes sense because a biopic just came out on netflix starring bradley cooper okay so that's why they the maestro watched it yeah maestro which i saw it i was not a fan you know what i think austin i think they just wanted an excuse to talk about this documentary and that was their roundabout way to direct the conversation that way yeah well i'd rather him talk about that than like politics moving on i'm really i'm (laughs) I'm really bad about though like i watch a 
documentary or something, then I go, you look like a murderer. And then I just, I just want to talk about the documentary I saw. So I've been there. You look like a murderer. <laughs> I've been there before. Oh my God. You always know a murderer because they have the crazy eyes. They have the blue eyes. Is it always the blue eyes? I don't you know, know who has crazy eyes is Bradley Cooper. Do you think he has crazy eyes? He has crazy ass eyes. Hmm. I gotta Google a picture. What do you mean crazy? Like color or just like wide or? Like wide. Okay. That's what I think. I think is what Alex means. That's what I mean. So Bradley Cooper's like lawyers, if you're listening, we don't mean to imply that Bradley Cooper is a murderer. No, I do. I do. I'm jealous of blue eyes. Wish I had blue eyes. What color are your eyes? Green. Are they? They they kind of it depends. Like in the summer, they're green. They're very dark green. Yeah. Are they hazel? Maybe. Nah, they're like green in the summer and um brown, like almost dark dark in the winter. That sounds hazel to me. I don't have any white in my eyes. They're all black. No, that's not true. I'm looking at your eyes right now. <laughs> So I think when it comes to crazy eyes, it's not so much the color because people can have really pretty blue eyes and not have the craziness factor. It's what's behind the eyes. Is there anything going on back there? Is it? You mean the brain? Yeah. Like, is it flat? Is there any like normal person? Y'all, Paula Dean's eyes. Paula Dean's eyes? Oh, she's got evil eyes. She got the shark eyes. I don't know what she's got. She doesn't look right. That's the butter lady, isn't it? (laughs) Yes. Okay. Oh, those are some crazy eyes. Yeah, that is not. <laughs> Look at this. That smile, too. That's like the, some, I've done stuff smile. Uh, she has done stuff. She's gotten in trouble. Yeah, but I mean, like, that's like, worse. that's like bad stuff. You know, like, there's a Ooh. history there you don't want to know. Paula Deem's the murderer. Yeah. Good God. Well, Cook, with all that butter she puts in her, she puts like 15 pounds of butter in her shit. So, you know, yep. that'll kill you. She has blood and butter on her hands. Blood and butter is gonna be the new like like parody move with that picture of her. Oh God! Anyway, anyway, margarine murderers. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe it's not a body. (laughs) I can't believe it's not murder. Y'all, this is like when we came up with, what was that movie? The Search for Sound. The Search for Sound. Thank you. You can find that on our Patreon, the origin story of The Search for Sound, our award-winning feature film. I swear to God, where were we that we just saw like an ad where I was like, that sounds exactly like our screenplay for Search for Sound. It was some movie. It, It was called like, We're Searching for the sound or something like incredibly close <laughs> oh my god that's that's infringement i know that's a stolen and it was about like it was about a composer or something it was like literally our idea i'm like this is absurd somebody listened to our podcast and came up with a movie someone who's a patron listened to it and came up with a movie <laughs> oh well speaking of lawyers <laughs> taking that back where's our royalties at i know i'm looking up 2024 films to see if i can find it we have to know because this it was too close for comfort i was like that was our idea for sure i can't even remember what started that we were talking about like pokemon and then we went down like the apocalypse and then a guy that music's outlawed so he makes music but then the violin he uses to don't make music. spoil it you gotta you gotta subscribe to patreon to oh, find out oh, okay. what happens yeah. <laughs> i think we were talking about we probably were talking about footloose or something because dancing was outlawed and so then we went from there i'm sure i think but. that might be it everything starts with footloose you know that makes sense though jacob because everything everything coming back to footloose because there's six degrees of kevin bacon you know that whole thing so six degrees of footloose yeah uh, uh, so did you finish your week 
Well, I kind of did, but kind of didn't. Because while I was on my work trip, we got some people asking, so are you guys not a weekly podcast anymore? Care to explain that, Austin? Yeah, I mean, do you want care to explain it? Basically, our (laughs) schedule as is, we are recording only when all three of us are available to record during our recording time and day. So episodes have become much less frequent, mostly because I don't care about the Chikorita Christmas episode anymore. So I'm no longer like, we got to get an episode out every week. When we're able to do it, we put out an episode Saturday. If we're not, we can't. Sorry. But if you would maybe, you listener, would maybe like for us to put out more episodes with fewer hosts than the three parts of the tripod, as Jacob would say, you know, feel free to let, let us know. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. And also like the past, like it gets hard towards the end of November too, because the holidays come and that really disrupts our schedule. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like as the year goes on, we get better about staying in routine. Like summer, I feel like we're pretty good spring, summer. So like I said, the holidays disrupt it. There's other factors we can't control that disrupt it. But like Austin said, if you want us to less host and just want an episode, we can do that too. So just let us know. Yeah, we've done that a couple times before where it was like me and Austin, me and Jacob, Jacob and Austin, you know, just depending on who was available. But we were trying to be consistent with all three of us being able to do this because it's, you know, first and foremost, a, a group friend endeavor. So we wanted to be fair to everybody so everybody could record. But I guess we could go back to doing our different configurations in the name of consistency, if that's the preference. Shoot us a message and let us know. Do you want the full effect? Or do you want, do you like content? It's both going to be Fans good. Fans want content. We all know Alex's favorite episode didn't have Jacob on it, so. Yeah. Which is my favorite episode. Pokemon Live. That's not, okay, that was like not an episode per se, and I was super sad that Jacob wasn't able to join us for that. I was too. What we'll to do one where I just watch it and talk about it with y'all. I think we should do an entire podcast where Jacob watches episodes he missed and reports back to us. <laughs> yeah, he can do a react react video to what we do (laughs) yep so just uh shoot austin a message let us know we can happily do that one thing i think we should do someone pointed this out thank you tristan i'm gonna go back to posting on twitter when we don't post a new episode that week so you know in advance okay just fyi speaking of posting things i am just about to upload our long overdue christmas post that i referenced last week i think it was on instagram so be sure to check that out it's been pretty busy these last couple weeks so apologies for the delay but i should be posting some new stuff soon in honor of todd snap instagram hopefully uh that allows our audience to get the picture ha 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 Because this week, I hope you're ready for Todd Snap, because he's back. He's back with a trio of episodes. Yeah, and they're they're pretty good. They're not terrible. They're actually not bad. I'm trying to think who came back before that they were awful, but these are are pretty good. Oh, Aya, the ninja girl. Mm Mm-hmm. Casey. Casey. (laughs) True. Did we like the Beauty and the Breeder episode with Susie? No. No, that wasn't any good either. Duplica came back. Duplica, that's right. That wasn't any good. I mean, it was okay with Minnie did. That was cute. I'm just, I'm just setting up these episodes. Mewtwo oh, came okay. back. Mewtwo came back. That was, that he was an adventure. Back. Did we have a 
favorite out of these three episodes? Just the first in a general one. Sense. Yeah, I would yeah, say so. I thought the first one. I thought the first one was pretty good. Did we have a least favorite? The second one. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Austin's like very definitive. He's like, I know what I, I know what's going on here. I already ranked them in my brain. No room for debate. There's three episodes. How do we want to break it up? Do we just want to like forego the summary, or do we and just jump into no, it? No, 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 or... no, no, no. That 30 second summary has to happen, Jacob. Okay, I, I got my music cues ready to go already. So, all right, Jacob. Remember, once upon a time, we did do three episodes, and I feel like it's been so long. It's funny that we've forgotten how we've done this. Oh, but... it's been like years. I think it has. Austin had to throw us off with this one. I wanted to get all Todd Snap out of the way as quickly as possible. You no, I, un- I understand. Understand. So, like, get him out of here. When I do the randomizer, how do I? Who? Do, how do I read it? <laughs> how do I? How do I make it make sense to me? Help me. So the f- help me. The first, the person whose name it is, is the person who gets to lead the discussion for that episode. Or do we want to do the person who gets it does thirty seconds? Who leads the discussion? Everyone's going to do a 30-second summary. It's just figuring out what order to do it in. Yeah, just do it twice. Just do it twice. Oh, do the uh, the thing twice? Yeah, do one for who leads the 30 seconds, and that'll be the first one. And then the second time you do it will be the one who we lead the discussion on. All right. Okay, for this episode, Alex, you got the 30-second summary challenge. I get to summarize it, and Austin gets to chill. And then we'll divert that to where it makes to where no one's doing the same role for the next episode. Fair enough? Got it. Fair enough. Got it, okay. got it, got it. All right, so Aww, everyone, okay. everyone remember what you do for this episode. Okay. So you don't repeat it for the next five minutes from now when we start the next episode i'm not gonna remember but we'll do our best okay people listening to this are like you three are so stupid we never claimed we were competent we're just here for a good time okay Mm -hmm. okay i think it uh, incites people too to listen more when they're like you idiot you don't you know what i mean leave five stars for idiots (laughs) to be honest we are idiots. it's entertaining yeah it's entertaining right if it gets a laugh out of people even if they laugh at our expense then we get our jobs oh oh that's the oh. other thing. Tristan said he laughed hard at the part where we were talking about Prince Albert piercings and Jacob was trying to get more details about those and Austin and Alex were like, we're moving on. And Jacob was like, no, 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 no. We're going to stick on this for a minute. No one pointed out that I called them St. Albert's piercings. They're <laughs> Prince Albert piercings. <laughs> I didn't even notice you said that. So I didn't either. I didn't notice it until I was editing. I was like, God damn it. I really am an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't even know what it was. You two were on the same page, and I, uh, yeah, so. Prince Alberts. Yeah, Alex and Austin know a lot more than me, if you can't tell. Mm, I don't know. We no. all have our strength. Alex Dallas Blank. What is their football team? The Dallas Cowboys. Good job. That's America's team, kind of. I know some basic things. Fun facts. Okay, that's a good one. I'm glad you know that one. Because that's one that everybody should probably know or have heard of before. I feel like sports are inconsequential. There, I said it. But if it gives people some joy, then by all means. I'm sure some people out there think that a lot of the stuff I like is dumb. And that's fine, too. No, you're not wrong. It is not important. But some people take it too seriously. And you see videos of people punching their TVs out when their team loses. So I think that speaks that's, to like... That's the That's, that's the a separate here. issue. Yeah. yeah. It's just a game. That's like too attached. Like it's cool when your team wins, you feel good, but when they lose, it's like they don't care that you know that they lost. Aren't the games that decide the Super Bowl today? Yeah, I think they are. Yeah. Let me see. It's the 49ers. Oh my gosh, who's playing 49ers and the Lions and the Chiefs and the Ravens. 
I think, is the game today. So okay. good luck to everybody. I just hope everyone has a good time. Go team. Alex, you're going to summarize it with the 30 seconds, and I'll talk about it. And then, Austin, you kind of just dwell for now. Dwell. Loiter. (laughs) I'm going to dwell like that sun current dwelled. There you go. (laughs) We're going to talk about that because that reminded me of something I saw uh, from a movie once. All right. This is going to be interesting because this is, I have a whole literal page full of notes. Oh, my God. I took so many notes on this episode. Oh, my God. So I know. I know I'm not going to get through this in 30 seconds because a lot happens. And Jacob, you better do this episode justice. Oh my God, I'm going to need some backup on this one. Okay. Are you ready, Alex, to summarize it? I will try. Okay. Three, two, one, go. So a storm is a brewing, but we forget all about that when we hear some camera shutter noises in the bushes. They look and see, oh my gosh, their old friend Todd Snap, who's taking some pictures. He's like, hey guys, it's been a while. I need to find Articuno because I want to take a picture. Suddenly they see a meteor fly out of the sky. It happens to be a frozen sun kern. They meet some old lady who happens to be a pathological liar and her husband. And they're like, we have to go see the sun floor where we take our picture every year. Team Rocket's there. Some snow happens. And then sun kern evolves. Yeah. Yeah. See, this is, there's way too much to even summarize what's going on here. This is a dense episode. The plot lines, the character development, the the, the themes, the allegories. <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> what does it say about the human condition? <laughs> it's multi-layered. The whole, it's mainly the old couple that had this weird third dimension to it. They were so fun. We're on our way to Olivine City. And I don't know how many episodes it is till we get there. My guess is what we've been going through. It's probably a hundred, right? It's going to be a while. It's going to be a while. And what is this? We're going towards our fifth badge now? Correct. God. At least I got that number right. I'd hardly ever get that number right. But um, but anyway, we're wandering along here. And Misty wonders if it's going to rain, like Alex mentioned. But it's actually just a camera shutter. Uh, I've done that before with people following me and taking pictures of me where I've heard a camera shutter and I'm like, oh, it's going to rain. So, I mean, we've yeah, all, we've all been there. Yeah, those two sounds are easily interchangeable, you know, thunder and camera shutter snaps. Man, we are A-list podcast stars. I have to deal with the paps all the time. The paps. Yep. Get that pap smear with their cameras all over you. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> uh, it's weird that this guy's always in the bushes taking pictures of us, too. I know. I thought that, too. The first time they met him, he was in the bushes. Second time they meet him, he's in the bushes. <laughs> Either he's a creep or he's got social anxiety. Or both. Or both. Yeah, it's true. He's a murderer. He's got those eyes. I mean, he does hide in the bushes stalking around with a camera, so... I'm sorry to say, but he has the fashion sense and hair sense of a murderer. What is his hairstyle, even? It, it's like an undercut. It's like a bowl cut that didn't get finished. Maybe he's wearing, like, a, like someone else's scalp that he took off their body. And oh that's God, why it's so jarring. He was born without the top of his skull, so they just glued a uh, wig to him, and he just never cut it. So there you go. Sorry, sorry, y'all. Todd's so boring. I have nothing to do with him. Yeah, Todd doesn't really bring anything except for creepiness and a camera. Oh, and uh, pictures, too, which he gladly shows us. And um, these aren't new Pokemon, right, that he shows us we've pretty much seen them these are the most static and opposite of dynamic photographs i've ever seen like he's like hey guys here's a weeping bell and here's a hopip and here's a god i don't even remember the other ones he showed because i blacked out because it was so boring and it's uh they're not like very flattering either because all the pokemon are tied down 
and their mouths are stuffed with tissue. They're taxidermy Pokemon. They're taxidermy. <laughs> it's not a very good uh, look for us on Snap. Look at these pictures I took. And I wish that the Torps would be like real with him instead of like, you know, stroking his ego and being like, wow, my gosh, you're so talented. They should say, hmm, I've seen better. How old is this kid? Is he like our age? Not our age, like now, but like our the age. The Torps age. <laughs> He's, 20. <laughs> He's 30 years old following these kids around. <laughs> That's funny. You should say that, Jacob, because Todd Snap recently had a comeback. Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years, and here's what he looks like now. Okay, he really is 30 years old. Yeah, he now he's like in his 30s. That's cool. So this is the the model, in-game model of the new Pokemon Snap game, right? Yes, where Todd is now an adult man. Huh. You know, I actually forgot that they made a new Snap game. I'll tell you one thing, he's got those crazy eyes. Really does. It's intense. Yeah, he's very he's very into his art. You know, that's what he does. Sure. But uh, I do like Todd Snap and the fact that we both have the same legendary Pokemon as our favorite, Articuno, the best legendary ever conceived. Hold on, Jacob, really? Of all the legendary Pokemon up to this point in time right now, Articuno is your favorite. Dude, I love Articuno. Articuno has helped me out of so many jams in the games. Do you remember, like, I remember that one, the one where Articuno is the main legendary, you capture Articuno, and then you gotta face the last gym boss, who's like dragons, but you can't get any ice Pokemon until you face her, and the only ice Pokemon is Articuno. I think you're thinking of Suqueen. No, 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 this is Articuno, I guarantee it, because it was in, um, What game are you talking about? Let's Go Eevee. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, see, I never finished Let's Go Eevee, so that's why I would not know about that. When you said Articuno was the main Pokemon, I thought you meant like it was like Pokemon Articuno version, and I'm like, well, that never happened. <laughs> no, that's, a, that's the ROM hack I made in honor of Articuno. Oh! So, there you go. But no, like I said, you gotta finish that game, because Articuno saves your booty at the very end of it. Articuno's automatically my MVP of every episode, so I take I take that. But besides that, we're still, we gotta search for him. That's Todd Snap's main goal here. He doesn't care about the twerps, he just wanted to get to Articuno. So we're walking along, and then it starts snowing, which I guess is a sign that Articuno's there. Yeah, Articuno is, like, stalking them through these episodes. Yeah. I can't figure if, like, Todd Snap was on Articuno's tail, or Articuno was on Todd Snap's tail. <laughs> you can't really tell what the difference is, because he's always ahead of Articuno until the last <laughs> episode, which is weird. I would like to imagine he's like, where's Articuno with this camera? And Articuno's, like, standing behind him the whole time. <laughs> And he looks over his shoulder and it flies away. <laughs> well, that does happen. Remember, he keeps looking up and he keeps seeing like a blur of it. Yeah. That does happen repeatedly throughout the episode. He's like, I just can't get a picture of it. All right. So we're setting out to find him. It starts snowing. Okay. And this is this is when a meteor. Dude, this thing almost kills Ash, right? Or is it Ash or who does it almost kill? It almost kills Todd. Oh, and Todd. He's like, oh, I have to get a picture of this. And Ash is like, get out of the fucking way. He's like looking up at it. It's like a turkey that drowns itself in the rain. He's just looking up at it, like letting it gargle him. I'm about to break his neck. Ash should have let him die. <laughs> End of the trilogy. That's the Todd Snap trilogy. You know what the funniest thing, real quick, before you move on, Jacob? Like, the funniest thing to me is Ash, who's like the king of seeing elusive bird Pokemon. He questions Todd at the at this point because he's like, Articunos aren't even real. Birds aren't even real. All right, Gen Z, calm down. I'm like, Ash, in all seriousness, though, I'm like, Ash, you are the one who has been going around this whole time insisting that you've seen Ho-Oh. And didn't Morty just do this to you? Where he was like, no, Ash, you didn't see Ho-Oh. And now he's doing the same thing to Todd, being a bird denier. After having flown in the skies with an Articuno. 
Mm-hmm. When was that? Remind me. The movie. Lugia movie. Well, the movies don't count, remember. Oh, Ash okay. doesn't have a memory of that, so. Apparently, like, legendary birds in the Pokemon universe are our version of aliens, where everybody sees them, but nobody believes they exist. That's such a good point, though, Austin. Like, he literally has seen these multiple times, and he still is denying that they exist. All right, so we almost get killed by this meteor that falls down to the Earth, and we had a lot of talking points about this, but... Like earlier when I mentioned about Todd Snap's haircut, like his skull not forming and then like his hair being glued on. Because this episode reminded me of Joe Dirt. Because like you remember in Joe Dirt when like the meteor falls out of sky and he like worships it and then he takes it to the pawn shop to try to pawn it off. And it turns out it's just a big pile of turd from an airplane and he's like eating off of it. Oh my god. And that stuff. You never seen Joe Dirt? I've never even heard of that. It's David Spade. I've seen it, but like 20 years ago, Jacob. This is very much in your genre of movie, Jacob. Yes, I love this movie. Oh my God. Their idea of going on a hot date is going to Dairy Queen. So, you know, that's, that's that, that really, whoa, whoa, whoa. That really hits that home. Is, really I hits agree. Home. I agree with that. That is a hot date. Anybody who's going <laughs> to take you out for a large blizzard, you got to marry that person. I dream of the Dairy Queen soft serve all the time. And I, ne- it's, oh, I want so it so bad right good. now. They literally put crack in there. I am convinced. Okay, here's the ultimate question. Do you dip the cone? No, no, Jacob. We don't go to Dairy Queen to get a dipped cone. You go to Dairy Queen to get a blizzard. Okay, well, some that's a big thing. Do you dip or don't dip? Well, if I had to get a dipped cone, I you'd have to get a dipped cone with the chocolate on it. There you go. Okay, so you're a dipper. Otherwise, it's just a cone. <gasps> There's a Dairy Queen right near me. Austin, stop. There's a Dairy Queen right down the street from my house also, and I'm like, it's taking everything in me not to jump out of this chair right now and go over there. Just go. Let's go. Dairy Queen break. See you guys later. Coast to coast, the place to live a little. The friendly place. With something good for everyone. So you can eat, drink, and be merry. Eat, drink, and be merry. Eat, drink, and be merry at the great new Dairy Queen. Now more and more, Dairy Queen. Serve fine brazier foods. Raise your burgers. Cook to order. Raise your hot dogs. French fries. Other good things. Live a little. Eat, drink, and be merry. Eat, drink, and be merry. Eat, drink, and be merry at the great new Dairy Queen. All right, we're back from Dairy Queen. I was doing a cut. <laughs> from my mind. All right, we had our we had our blizzard, which is kind of funny because that actually ties in this episode with uh, Articuno hey. flying around with all its uh, snowage. You ever think it's just bird poop? <laughs> all the stuff that's going on. Is it just poop and snow? It's white. It's just, uh, he has a really bad dander problem. Did it poop out a sunkern? A still living sunkern? It like froze it. It's like, it ate it. Birds eat corn. It ate it. Yeah. And then it just shit it out. And it froze on its way down. I mean, why else was it in the sky? Can I just real quick cut in here and say, if anybody out there is wondering if we get a resolution as to what happened to Sunkern, spoiler alert, we don't, so. Yeah, we do. Just forget about that. We get a resolution. From what happened to it initially. Why oh. was it in the sky, and why was it plummeting to the earth? We don't know that part. That is true, because they were, like, mainly on the ground, but somehow this thing ended up in the sky. Because Articuno ate it and shit it out, and it was still alive. I think that's gotta be it. I think that's implied. I am gonna subscribe to that, because... 
Yeah. There's no other explanation. The truth is, we actually don't find out it's a sun kern until Brock steps over the hole and goes, it's a frozen sun kern. And nobody takes action, but Brock actually does wrap it in a, a towel thing that he has. There's no telling what he uses that towel for, but he's got it there. And he's ready to wrap it up and take it to a nearby... Fruitwood has a lodge. It looks like a house. It right? looks like someone's house. Yeah, it's not... It's like a bread and breakfast that maybe feeds half a person. It's not that big, okay? Half a person. Yeah, maybe that's like its capacity is like half a person. Well, we see Team Rocket before we head into the lounge just to keep you updated. And they're just... They're in the bushes too, creeping around. Apparently, this is the thing to do. And they just kind of watch us go into the lodge. And like I said, they're on the back burner for now. Because when we get in the lodge, we meet... um. Uh, what's her name? Sophia. Sophia. That's right. I remember her. We'll get to it in a minute. Her husband's name. But Sophia's there. I don't know if this is ever advised, but she kind of just pours hot water on the sun current. And I guess it's like a car. I feel like if you're trying to revive a creature, which... Put it in boiling water. That That's not the way to do it. <laughs> I feel like right. that would shock the body. It would shock the system too badly. I thought she was going to make tea out of the sun current. Oh, no. I thought it was going to make a... I thought it was going to become popcorn or like... You know, Ooh. Like a, just like, oh, damn it. We messed up. <laughs> it's just a kernel. It's just a popcorn kernel now. That's where the butter murderer comes in. <laughs> that's where the, Paula Dean said, I could take it from here. <laughs> she sees that popcorn i mean it's always in in every horror movie i don't know what it is maybe we talked about this before i can't remember but it's always the trope of like it's the little creepy kid or it's the it's the unsuspecting old lady who always ends up being like the dangerous murderer like why is that fairy tales yeah why is it always an old lady it doesn't make sense like kids are always told to like respect the elderly and that they're trustworthy, and so it's, like, the easiest thing to manipulate children with, which is why, like, Hansel and Gretel get eaten by the old lady. I think it's because old people are scary. Is it only old people are scary when you're little because they're, like, don't know how to react to somebody who's, like, that frail? Yeah, I think so. Or it could be because they always want to tell you about their life story, and that's kind of annoying, right? That's what (laughs) Sophia does here. She pulls out an album, and to our twerps, to the respect of the twerps, they are courteous of her her because she just saved their son i don't know it's not their son current but they saved a she saved a son current so like hey let's listen they're like oh we don't want to hear this old lady's life story as if they ever do anything but go around and listen to people's stories and like get involved in their business well they actively seek out people and their problems and this is the one time they're like "Mm, can't stand it yeah, I think their cutoff's probably she's like old? Yeah, I was about to say their cutoff's probably like seventy. <laughs> so you get like over seventy, they're like, We don't really want to help you. We're good we're good. The twerps are ageist. Okay, got it. Anyway, we learn about her husband, Marcella Marcello Marcello. 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 Uh they're Italian and they own a lodge, which is a house. But anyway, we learned the story about how Sophia was uh she was dating Marcello and then Marcello went off because I don't know, I guess, I don't know, he got a job somewhere, and then she was like, I'll wait for you to come back, and he never came back, and she got bored of him, but then he says, hey, I'm coming back, and she goes, oh, that's great, and he comes back, then he winds up dying a week later (laughs) after they meet each other. So you feel really sad and everyone's crying. Then there's like this old man in a chair. Is that how the story went? Is that? Wait, 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 Jacob. Yeah. I feel like we completely. (laughs) That's how it went. What are you talking about? No. Wait, are you are you, are you are you being facetious, or did you just black out during this part of the story? I'm re- I'm saying as much as I can remember, or as much as no. I cared about. Okay, Alex, you tell the story. 
I'm so sorry, Jacob. I'm gonna have to to go back in time and retell the story. <laughs> you got most of that right. I would give you like 75% of that. Oh, thank you. That's a C. Good try. Good try. So Sophia's like, mm, this is my tragic tale of the love of my life who I lost 50 years ago. She's like, I was dating this guy. He was a super hot Italian guy. He, We were supposed to get married, but he had to go work. So he was like, I'm going to come back to you. But then he never came back. And not because he was like cheating or like forgot about her. Apparently, he had an accident and went into a coma for months and months. And so he writes back to her and says, if you still want to get married, put a sunflora outside your house instead of, I don't know, like, I'll just come and like talk to you and see if you still want to like get married. And so she's like, yes, the appropriate response is I'm going to go and gather up a thousand sunflora and put them outside my house. Very Gilmore Girls, by the way. Yes. It was a very grand gesture of love, super romantic. They get married, but then she sadly tells them that they only got to spend like a month together as newlyweds because he died shortly after. And the twerps are crying and they're like, my God, this is such a tragic tale of a lost love. And then who fucking pops out of the bushes? Not really. He was in a chair that they never noticed, apparently, is Marcello. And he's like, hey, guys, it's me. I never died. I don't see the difference in the stories. Emotional but okay. whiplash. <laughs> yeah, yours was totally <laughs> the same thing. Totally the same thing. The crazy thing is, after that accident, Marcello was known as Stink Fist, which I don't know <laughs> what? what's going on. <laughs> what's up with that? But the accident that never happened. None of that ever happened. That's that right. was all complete bullshit. <laughs> it was. It was. Sophia really. is a fucking liar. Yep. Her and, and Stink Fist are all in it together. Yeah. I, this, after that point, I was like, I don't even know what to, what is real. What is real, what's not real. <laughs> Assume all is a lie, Jacob. I really bought into that story, too, because I was like, dang, Pokemon's getting deep. And then it was just like, yeah, I don't know. Anyway. My favorite thing about this is that in a later episode, this story actually does happen. Oh, my God. But the guy actually dies. But the guy actually dies. <gasps> and she was pregnant. Oh, my God. That's really, that's really dramatic for Pokemon. So what happens is May and Meowth travel back in time and save his life. I'm sorry, what? That is awesome. I want that now. They time travel? Yes. Can that be next episode we do? That's season nine. Oh my God, we're never going to get there. Uh, (laughs) No, we're not. Okay. Y'all, what? How does he go back in time? Through a time portal. Dialga. Dialga doesn't even exist yet. Oh, okay. All right. uh, Which, you know what apparently exists, though, is this couple wanting to take their 50th... I don't even... How, we don't even know if they've been married 50 years. We just assume... No, they said it was their 50th anniversary. They say that, but they've said a lot of things. Oh, that's a good point. Good point. Yeah. They just see a guy with a camera, and they just want a free photo shoot, so they're just lying to get a free good picture. That picture Alex was talking about with all the sun flora, they want to re- recreate that. I guess that's what we're going to do this episode, because the twerps agree after this woman just lied to them and manipulated them. We're going to go do that. But before we go, Todd Snap's got to get that picture in for his own album. I don't know. For someone who takes candid photos, he sure does take a lot of stage photos. That is true. His candid photos aren't even good. Like, none of his photos are good. Sorry, not sorry. They're not good pictures. They're really not. They're just not good pictures. But this one was okay. Anyway, we're like kind of just going along. Uh, what's her name? Sophia is continuously lying. Like they go across and there's like this ravine and they talk about how this one time like she was walking across and Marcello was, Marcello, sorry, was with them and <laughs> she fell off the bridge and he whipped down and saved her and she was like, just drop me. 
or you're gonna die too and he's like no he pulls her up and then they start like making out and getting all tonguey and then um they're like no that was a that was a lie too brock was actually very astute he was the one who was like "Mm, i call bullshit because he's like we you're talking about our bridge and there was no bridge that we crossed and she was like what did she say she said something ridiculous you know what? I, you know what? That, I might save that for a quote, but if I don't, remind me to go back and say it because the thing she says after is absolutely absurd. I forgot what she said. Should I just say it now? Because I yeah, won't remember. Yeah, because I, I, I won't remember either. Okay, so sorry if this is somebody's quote. Misty says, yeah, that's a real nice story, but we're not going to believe you this time. So they're already like, you guys are fucking liars. And Marcello's like, but don't you want to hear the end of it? And Sophia's like, in the spring, a forest ranger finds us frozen in two intertwined blocks of ice. (laughs) I think these people just watch way too many, like, daytime soaps. Yeah. Uh, That's that's what I'm thinking. These people don't get out much. They have to live their life through um, fake love stories. Like, what is the point of them dying about, like, or lying about them dying in tragic ways? Like... They roleplay a lot. You know what this reminded me of? You know those, like, um, I don't even know what you would call them. Austin, maybe you know what the official name for these kind of novels are. But, like, if you go to any sort of, like, bookstore, used bookstore, and it's, like, the romance book. The Danielle Steele. The muscly Irish guy. Fabio. Yeah, like, the Fabio type. Like, that's what it reminded me of. Like, she's just reading those books. Was it Outlander? Is that the popular Irish guy? Yeah, that's a Well, they turned that one into a show, but. Right. It's the same. You know exactly what I'm talking about. It's the hunky guy on the cover and the, like, hapless girl who... Travels through time. Yeah, travels through time or moves to the area where he is and they fall in love. And it's like, it's the smut novels, yeah. right? Yeah, and they got those weird titles like Sniffing Her Flower or like Peeing in the Garden. Peeing in the Garden. Weird stuff. Okay, I once saw a book called Don't Lean Over in the Garden, Granny. You know them taters got eyes. Wait, that was the whole title? Yes, it was at my grandma's house. And I'm like, what the fuck is this book? Stop, stop, stop. I I, I have to pause. I have to find this. Potatoes do have eyes, so that's kind of funny. Don't lean over in the garden. Granny. Oh my god, it's true, guys. It's really true. Hmm. Okay, you can b- purchase this book for $8.61. Hardback? Paperback version. Used in acceptable condition. There's only one left, so you better <gasps> run. Holy crap. Oh, and it's signed by the author, too. So hurry. This, okay, the description, if anybody's curious, it says this time, Lewis Grizzard. Oh, it's a sequel. Has gone and done it. Has gone and done it. He's gone and done it. He's written a book about sex as seen through his bespeckled, ironic squint. He tells us why junior leaguers don't do it in groups, why Baptists won't do it standing up. And why Richard Nixon never did it, among other things. Okay, that is not what, what I was expecting. What <laughs> the heck is going on? What? <laughs> I should have taken that book and been like, this is mine now. <laughs> All right, wait, 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 wait. What is going on? Here's the actual back of the book. All right, it says, this time he's really done it, or written about it. Well, done it and written about it. Sex, that is. That's what this book is about. Sex is seen, sometimes literally, through the eyes of Lewis Grizzard. The South's funniest man who I've never heard about. And he tells all about it. Like why junior leaguers don't do it in groups and why Baptists won't do it standing up and why Richard Nixon's never done it, ever. Wizard's the guy whose daddy was a pistol, whose love went to the ladies' room, who didn't feel so good himself when Elvis died, 
Now his granny and a whole lot of other people like Kim Bassinger, Jerry Falwell, Gloria Steinem, Dr. Ruth, and an ex-Mrs. Grizzard or two have gotten into the act. The result being that you'll laugh so hard you'll, well, you'll laugh really hard. What is this book? Oh my god. Okay, I know what book we're going to read, you guys. You got to oh get the one god. acceptable copy. Why? Okay, acceptable. What does that even mean? Like That means it's all beat to hell. What has this book been through? I don't know. Oh my god. Who should... is this man? <laughs> this is crazy. Austin, where did you see this book? My grandma's house. Why does she have this book? I don't know. It was literally in a corner. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And you didn't like sneak it out? Like, no. you were curious to learn more? I was in a hurry to get out of there. The picture, the front cover is literally him with a pitchfork next to a bucket of potatoes with googly eyes. Hmm. Just so everybody has that visual. We may have gotten a bit off topic. Yeah, you know who's gun and done it? Even Team Rocket. Team Rocket. <laughs> Team Rocket's gun and done it. Because they have... Um, <sighs> They've had enough of the story from the couple and the lies, and they're going to just bury them in snow because they've got this snow machine that is just blasting them with snow. And uh, this leads actually to another story about uh, Marcello and Sophia in a snowstorm. But you kind of get the, you know, what's going on there. They're just going to lie about being buried in snow and making out and all that stuff. So we're being blasted with snow. I don't know if we've seen him in a while, but we actually get to see Bulbasaur this episode. Ooh. And this was like the dumbest Pokemon to send out, right? Not one of Ash's best choices that he's made. For one thing, it's a plant. Do any plants do well in snow? They all debud and they all look decrepit. Yeah, let's send the plant Pokemon out there to fight in these wintry conditions. That's real great. Yeah, we have a fire Pokemon. Fire melts snow. We're not going to use him. We're going to use a, a plant. I mean, this was a pretty poor showing. I mean, it got hit with a little flurry of some fake snow and that was enough to send Bulbasaur spiraling out of control. But yeah, Bulbasaur gets, you know dismantled by Arbok that tries to like steal Pikachu you know we also get told to use solar beam which is stupid there's no sun how's Bulbasaur well. gonna do that wow. well that is true well our sun current that just came unfrozen jumps up there and it just uses sunny day and it just blasts the sky beam up the universe up there and then all of a sudden the sun appears and then Bulbasaur is like hey looks over and gives sun current a wink and then blast all its load all over Team Rocket and sends them <laughs> flying away. Whoa! So, Team Rocket's defeated. I think that's pretty much like the end of the episode. They get blasted off, and then we kind of have this reconvening with Sophia and Marcello, and then Todd snaps like, hey, I want to go find Articuno still. And then Torpster's like, hey, let's do that still. We forgot about that. You missed one, one little thing that happened. The orgy? Yeah, totally forgot to mention the orgy. The potatoes in the garden. Mr. Douglas rolled up. You two are obsessed with orgies. Why? Wait, wait, wait. Why am I getting lumped into this? Pancake orgy. What? You said my neighbors were having a pancake orgy. Oh, that's right. And like last week when we recorded it, you kept smelling maple syrup in your house and we were all very intrigued and something about pancake orgy. I don't know. Yeah, that, the something was in your brain. I don't know what it was. I mean, would you not go to a pancake orgy? No, I would not actually. Oh, okay. Too sticky. Too sticky. Yeah. All right. What did I miss, Butter though? Murder. What happened? There's like a, the plow, the snow plow. <laughs> Mr. Douglas was there. <laughs> um. That's my name. I'm Mr. Plow. What? Mr. Plow. Is that like from Bob the Builder? It's Homer Simpson. Oh. Oh. Oh, oh okay. I think I know what I missed, Alex. Can I, let me save myself here. You're talking about the sunstone that we That's won? That's what exactly okay, what yeah, I'm Yeah, I forgot that about. we, uh, we won the sunstone from the sunstone festival 100 episodes back. Well, guess what? It's, guess what? It's here. 
It's the here. Sunstone Festival. And uh, we we use it, and I don't know how they work. Does the Pokemon have to one evolve, right? I had some issues with this. Austin, did you also have issues with this? The Sunkern not consenting to evolving? Yeah. Brock just is like, hey, Ash, we have to get rid of this plot point thing that we're never going to revisit. So he's like, why don't you just use the Sunstone to evolve the Sunkern so you can get your stupid picture? They don't even ask it. They're just, they put it down in front of it and force it to evolve. Well, admittedly, life as a sun current is really bad. All you do is just, like, sit there. You don't have legs or arms. Yeah. That's true. You get shit out by birds. Yeah, you get shit out by Articuno, and then you put in boiling water, and then you get evolved, and now you have legs. Yeah, this thing's had enough. Maybe. And, like, nobody wants to hang out with a sun current, because, like, it's all alone, but then when it evolves into a sun flora, it does its sun flora mating call, and they all come running over the hill, and, like, all of a sudden, this desert... <laughs> barren land is now full of sunflora. I'm sorry. I'm just suddenly remembering the sunkern body horror episode where their heads grew like 50 times and they were so heavy that they couldn't even walk because their heads were drooping over onto the ground. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Did we do that episode? <laughs> yes. It was the one with Sunrisa in the illegal Oh yeah, the illegal yeah. irrigation. <laughs> yeah. And uh, her neighbor who was, like, giving them steroids. That's true. God, Lee, these things get destroyed. God, Lee, being a Sunkern sucks. God damn. <laughs> I think we're done. That's right. We got to go get Articuno. Do we do want to do an MVP and LVP, or do we want to... Yes, we do. Okay. This time, I will have no trouble reading the randomizer. Alex, you're first, by Austin, and then myself. My MVP is going to be... I guess Sophia and Marcello, because they're wacky old people who have nothing better to do with their time. I like them a lot. They were fun. They might be pathological liars, but I'm pretty sure they haven't murdered anyone. So, you know, they don't seem all that bad. My LVP is going to be Ash for not believing Todd Snap's Articuno story, because of all the stuff that could possibly happen to them, this seems like the most plausible. And my quote is... I already read about the one with the soap opera backstory. Okay, so when Sophia is about to tell her life story about how she met Marcello, they have a inner monologue section and Todd says, we're stuck now. And Ash says, she's getting ready to tell her whole life story. Misty says, we'll be here forever. And Brock says, I wonder if she has any string cheese. I feel like string cheese was very big at the time. It was. Hey, don't sleep on string cheese. That shit might be really processed, but it was pretty good. It's a good gimmick. Portable cheese. Austin. My MVP will be the Sunkern, because that thing had a smile on no matter what the situation was. Frozen in a block of ice poop, smiling. Boiled alive, smiling. Team Rockets attacking, smiling. It was just a happy, happy thing. Can we call it Harold? Sure. Hide the pain, Harold. Now, my LVP I do not have, but I'm going to say it will be... Let's keep the tradition alive. Todd Snap. Yeah. <laughs> for his shitty photography. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> and my quote will be... This is weird. James said, It just proves there's no job like a snow job. Uh, that was mine. hey I don't know what that means, but I'll take it. There's no s- job like a snow job, Austin. It's clear as day. 
It could be a snow job for five bucks. <laughs> that sounds like cocaine or something. Oh, is that what it is? Maybe so. Okay. Some booger sugar. Does Urban Dictionary say something about snow no, jobs? No, we're not doing no, we're that not again. Going, we're, we're not, not doing going that. there again. <laughs> that was awful. Dig up, go. Okay, my MVP is going to be Articuno for uh, giving us this trilogy. Thank you, Articuno, for being there for two seconds. Uh, and Bit Free and the Best Legendary bird my lvp i'm gonna give it to all the sun flora who came back to this place this is not an exciting place to be so i feel bad for y'all you're probably better off where you were uh my quote comes from where did it james so i guess i'll give it to ash it's after the sophia lies to them a whole bunch he goes if you can't trust an old lady who can you trust there was a oh my gosh i think it was a commercial that i was watching recently it was like an old lady and it was one of those like feel-good commercials She's like struggling with a bunch of heavy bags and she's like, hey, Sonny, can you help me carry my bags up to this apartment building or something and like unlock the door for me? And he like lets her in and turns out like the suitcase is full of rocks and she goes and steals all the people's stuff from that. And then she like repels down the side of the building with all her stolen goods. What are we advertising? You know what? I don't remember, but apparently you can't trust old people. I'm looking this up because I know this is in my head, but I can't remember the context. That's okay. You don't remember that, but I do remember the next episode is called Spring Fever. And uh, I think we all got that right about now. It's getting really cold and icy. I think we're ready for spring. And uh, let me try to configure the randomizer to where we kind of get... Oh, I think it kind of worked out. I guess I'll be summarizing. Austin, you will be doing the... um, Talking about the episode. In depth. Yeah, in depth, dive in. And Alex, you're good, you get to uh, loiter, get to dwell. Sorry, guys, just to, to let you know, I can't find that thing I was thinking of, but I swear to God it happened, so. Okay. These dogs owners are about to show up at any minute, so I'll have to take off for a little okay. bit. Okay, Alex will I... take over for you. Okay, great. We'll fill in. Uh, somebody time me, because I can't do both at the same time. I've tried. I will time you. Not a very good multitasker. Plus, you might cheat and give yourself more time. So, <laughs> thirty minutes later, all right, Jacob, I'm ready to time you. Three, okay. two, oh, you're doing one. it. Okay, I never. Oh. Mind. <laughs> all right, so we go to good old Rocky Top, run a mountain, and we're trying to eat lunch. And this Sweenub runs up here and then grabs all our uh, goodies. Then we start tracing after them and finds out that they work for this guy who's trying to find hot springs for a hotel. And he's got a graveler with him. And he just, like, lets these pigs run wild and they encircle this area. And then the Graveler digs for the hot springs. Team Rocket comes in and tries to take them Pokemon because they want to find their own hot springs. They hit some oil, which explodes. And uh, they're defeated eventually. And then this guy gets his stuff back and finds a hot spring. Time. Good job. This episode was the best one out of all three. Was it? Let's talk (laughs) about Jacob's pronunciation of Swinub. Sweenub. Sweenub. Sue Queen. Sue Queen. So today, our twerps are eating some delicious jelly donuts. A trio of Sweenub up here. <laughs> what is it, Burby? What do you want? He wants a jelly donut. He wants a jelly donut, just like these three Swinub. And the three Swinub come and they're eating Missy's rice ball. Whoa. It's a jelly donut. Get it right. Yeah, her jelly donut. And then a very ugly little girl named Peggy appears. Whoa, Aww. okay. We're not body shaming a little girl, okay? <laughs> I why am. is she ugly why is she look ugly? at her just look at her <laughs> look at her look at it it's got the ugly look at it 
What's his, What's Look her name? Peggy. 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 I'm Peggy. For some reason. Oh, hold on. I gotta go. Okay. All right. I'll, uh, sh- shall I take over, I guess? You can. Or Jacob, you know what? Let's both just do this. We can tag team it. Sure. Little girl jumps out and she's like, Sue, Ein, and Up, which are like the worst names I feel like you could give. This very uninspired nicknaming theme going on here. Not very good. And she's like, hi, my daddy owns these three swine up and we use them to dig for hot springs because I guess her dad's like a contractor who works for some corporate entity that wants to tear up the wilderness and build a resort and they want to find like a hot spring so that they can build their mountainside resort for all the rich people. It looks super evil too because it looks like they already cleared the land without knowing where the hot spring is so they already did the deforest part. Just betting that there's a hot spring there. I know. It's weird. That's such a good point. I never considered that, but considering in the last episode, we're in this like snowy, foresty biome area, and now they're in a desolate desert mountain, like rocky mountain face with no vegetation at all. I bet what's going on is all the sun floor or where this guy was and he couldn't do his job. Then all of a sudden they just left when our sun current evolved. And so now he's able to just like dig at his pleasure. Maybe. That could be. We were involved without even knowing it. Oh, God. Deforestation. A lot of the Pokemon episodes I feel like are a commentary on like humans and being destructive. There needs to be a Lorax Pokemon. Such a good story. So Rory is like, okay, these swineubs are like hot water detectors and they can sniff out the hot water, but lately their sniffers are broken and they're not actually finding any sort of these are hot springs. The worst Pokemon imaginable imaginable for this job. We have radar Pokemon that can really see into the ground for miles and we're gonna use these pigs that are just guessing and having a graveler <laughs> continuously destroy the foundation of this future hotel. Is this like a reference to pigs that sniff out truffles? I did not know that was a thing. Really? No. Okay. Yeah, apparently you can train pigs to sniff out the expensive mushrooms, you know, truffles, which are worth a lot of money. That's the immediate vibe I got. And I was like, okay, pigs that are sniffing around for something. But yeah, you're you're right. I feel like there's a lot of other Pokemon that could do this job as far as like finding stuff. Like we had Venonat who's been known to have radar eyes. What other Pokemon at uh, this point? The Meryl, Meryl with its big ears. Yeah, Meryl can do it with its ear. He could hear the water gushing. There's just probably better options in these pigs. Well, that's what we're working with. And some guy who really doesn't care about the environmental impact of his actions. So Team Rocket's also there. And Jesse, of course, is daydreaming about the sauna that she wants to build because she wants to find the hot springs first and she wants to build their own lodge and become proprietors of the sauna that they are going to then own, I guess, quit Team Rocket and be like entrepreneurs. Okay, this part was really weird. And I don't know if you noticed this. I mean, and I wonder, and I'll have to pick Austin's brain when he gets back because there had to have been an explanation. Like, the cutaway shows her in a hot spring because she's daydreaming about it. And she's like, I love going to the hot spring. Can you imagine like soaking in the hot spring? And then she's like, and then I like to take a break in the sauna room. But it shows her playing ping pong <laughs> instead that, of being in a sauna. That's what you do in the sauna. You play ping pong. Is that what you do in the sauna? Yeah. You never went to the sauna and saw like a ping pong table? I've never been to a sauna. Oh, yeah, they're pretty cool. They got like a pool table in there, ping pong table. Okay, so you went to Japan before, Jacob. Did you go to 
like a onsen hot spring type thing? Did they have like a? They're beautiful. They're awesome. Ping pong table? No, like, I don't know what they. Every, that whole place was all about relaxation. There was nothing that would put your mind in a state of competition or anxiety or stress. It was all about like they had massage chairs, like scented baths, cool bath, sauna. You name it. A cave bath. Cave bath? Yeah, it's like this, like, you're sitting there walking through, and you go outside, and you're like, oh, it's beautiful. And then you see this door on your right, and you go in there, and it's like you're in a hot cave with water running. Yeah, I have not had an experience like that, but I guess we can definitively say, since Jacob actually has had an experience like this in real life, that there are no ping pong tables to be had in the hot spring, so... That was like a dub translation thing. She probably was like, I like going to the hot spring to loosen up my muscles for ping pong or something. And it's, it's just, just the weird. weirdest thing. Uh, and I'm going to look it up real quick just to see, because I'm like, they had to have said something else. But the dub, like you said, just decided to throw in ping pong for some reason. Yeah. But she doesn't even reference ping pong. She's like, I'm going to take a break in the sauna room. So let's see what the trivia for this episode has to say. Um, I'm not okay, finding. Yeah. Do you find yeah, something? Yeah, apparently, no, it doesn't reference it at all. Okay. I guess you can imagine your sauna being however you want it to be. So if you want to ping pong in there, go ahead and ping pong in there. You do you, Jesse, right? That's right. Anyway, they decide, okay, well, the only way that we can find a hot spring is to get those swine up because apparently they're the only ones that can sniff out the hot water. So we have to be the ones to grab them, make them work for us. Do you think we should wait for Austin or do you... Oh, we'll just keep going. He'll just do the next episode. Okay. We're just we're like, hey, we we filled in your slot. You got to make up for it. <laughs> He really hated this episode, so he's probably doing this on purpose. I know. He's taking forever. I'm like, just get the dogs back and come back. <laughs> Let him go. What's the what's the guy's name again? You got Peggy and you got uh, Francis. Rory. Rory. Francis? <laughs> what? His name's Rory? Rory. What a name. Okay. Gilmore Girls. Rory. I know, right? That's why we need Austin, because he can make a commentary on Gilmore Girls and the fact that... The sad thing is I, I could probably could, too. I've seen so okay, much give of us it. give us your hot take then on Rory. I don't know anything about Gilmore Girls. Austin keeps saying I need to watch it, but so this is what happened after Rory fell out of Yale and couldn't make it being a journalist because Mr. Hunsberger told her she's no good, and then she rejected Logan's proposal and she said I'm gonna go make it on my own, but she didn't. So she had to resort to becoming a contractor for a hotel company that her mom owns because she's made it big in the hotel industry since she's opened up her inn and so she's got like a beard and armpit hair and she's really gained a lot of weight uh but in the meantime she did find someone to seduce her because she has her daughter peggy with her now that she decided not to name rory to break the line of the curse of rory (laughs) let me just ask this because i literally don't know enough about gilmore girls to know for sure so i think austin explained it to me one time she is it lorelei who's the mom yeah lorelei her name's lorelei her daughter's name is lorelei too but um, they call her Rory. So Austin okay. would have loved that story, by the way. He would have. What? You would have loved this story I just told about how the Rory in this episode <laughs> is the Rory from Gilmore Girls and how it all lined up. Oh, well, I'll, I'll hear it in the edit. So. <laughs> yes, you will love it. You'll love it. Trust I me. I was um, explaining for the sake of the audience because I'm sure I, I don't know enough about it, but I think it's like the basic premises. And you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. It's She's from a rich family, she's a single mom, and then she takes her kid away to be raised separately, not in a rich yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. After her, like, they were, she was going to get married to Chris, 
the guy who impregnated her, but that didn't work out. So she became a single mom and then she kind of built herself up and makes something of her life, whereas Rora gets everything and makes nothing of her life. How did I leave you guys with Swinubs and I come back to Gilmore Girls? Because Rory. Rory, we were referencing. Okay, sure. You'll love my story too, Austin. You will. I want you to let me know what you think. Why don't you just finish this episode out and I'll do the next That's one? That's what we did. That. That's what I, we're doing. I, no, no. I don't want to do that because I don't like this episode and Austin, you can't get away from it. Sorry. You can't run from your responsibilities. Okay, where are we in the narrative? So we were, Jacob and I were talking about ping pong, Jesse and her ping pong table. What? <laughs> Remember we're she's... At Team Rocket. <laughs> she's you envisioning her sauna her dream sauna oh my god you guys got like two minutes into the episode okay i'm gonna fast track this but we didn't know how much to cover we didn't know how long you'd be gone we wanted to be fair i know you were trying to get away from this episode but all right all right all right all right jesse all right, and james right. pretend to be like hot spring finder people working for the hilton corporation and they join the twerps and rory and peggy and swy and oon and ub and they all start digging for hot springs. They don't find any until eventually Team Rocket gets bored and they decide to kidnap the Graveler and the three Swinub. It doesn't work out too well, but they do get the three Swinub and they take off in their like bobsled down the side of the mountain. Does Graveler get a nickname? Is it Gravy? Gravy. Because like gravy. <laughs> it gets the I gravy. <laughs> we got Gravy. Gravy's too big to steal. Okay, real quick, I have a question. Is the bobsled a reference to Cool Runnings? That's what I was thinking, too. How could it not be? <laughs> Ash sees some boxes, like empty cardboard boxes, and it was like, we're going to use these. Cut to the twerps and Peggy and Rory sliding down the side of a mountain, jumping off cliffs in fucking cardboard boxes. And James is kissing his lucky egg. So that makes me think it is bobsledding or cool runnings. Really? Yeah, that's what he does in the movie. He like before they go. No, I he's like James does it. James does it in the episode. That's what makes me think. He's like, "Kiss my lucky Wait, bottle cap." Wait, did he cap. have an egg? No, it's a bottle Wait, cap. He... he says, "Kiss my lucky oh, really? bottle cap." Bullshit. Moving on. Oh, Jake. Team Rocket gets away because the cardboard box sledding strategy does not work out very well. I that guess would hurt. Todd sees an Articuno and is like, "Oh my god!" And then he like falls and scrapes up his entire body on the ground. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Team Rocket, uh, the Swinub lead them to another hot spring to dig up. And Team Rocket digs and they find an oil well. And they're like, oh my god, we've struck oil. We're like the Beverly Hillbillies. And James is like, this is like an underground pipeline from like Exxon or BP or something. So do you- and so Team Rocket's like, oh no, we're going to get arrested. Do you remember we ran out of gas like that last summer? That's what happened. Team Rocket. Oh, Team Rocket <laughs> dug through the pipeline. Yeah. I thought Pokemon World was supposed to be a utopia. Why are they still relying on fossil fuels? That's not actually oil. In the in the sub version, it's tentacruel, uh, like, ink. No, no, it's oil. <laughs> tentacruel ink. Okay, so they run away from the tentacruel ink. Oh, I forgot the whole point where Meowth buys lube by the gallon full. Oh, right. He, like, it just has all this lube, which he refers to as a slippery solution. Wait, is that what he said? He said, I thought he said super slippy oil. Ooh, super slippy super oil. Super slicky oil. Super Ooh. slippy lube. And he puts the um, KY jelly all over the mountainside so the twerps can't catch them. <laughs> For stink fist. Oh my god, y'all. <laughs> I should never have said anything. <laughs> so Noctowl sees this pitiful scene of Team Rocket running away from the oil. The twerps catch up to them. And we're going to have a big old brawl. 
Sue and Ayn and Ub are pissed and their hair is standing on end like a cat. Was somebody supposed to have like a like one of those like mud fights instead of like in the mud they're gonna fight in the oil and like slip all over each other? No, well, to me, the blood and the butter and the oil. Oh, okay. Ew. Okay, so we get into a big old fight, and at one point, Jesse interrupts the action because she wants Todd to take some burlesque photos of her, and <laughs> she, like, opens up her legs and is like, take a picture. She, he just walks away. He doesn't even say anything. That does happen. That really happens. Yeah, that's not fanfic. Yes, after this, Jesse reveals to James and Meowth that she used to be a fashion model, and they're like, what magazines were you in? She's like, this one. And she whips out an ad for a watch. And they're like, where are you in the ad? It's like a countryside. And she's like, I'm right here. And Jesse's like three miles in the background of the photo. That was funny. <laughs> they got like an arrow that like points at her. It's like, that, that was funny. But in spite of Jesse's modeling career, they're not successful thieves and they get blasted off again. At that moment, the three swine up randomly find a hot spring. Which is bullshit, because they've been looking for months, and now they just happen to find one. It's because the twerp magic is rubbing off all over them. No, that, like, soup, that lube got in the swineub's noses and cleaned it out. Oh, my God. Lubricated the holes. That's right, yep. Get that. The nostrils. If you ever congested, just squirt some KY up there, clean it out. Yep. Is it kind of like the, like, the Vicks Vapor Rub that you rub on your chest and it opens up your... Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is medical advice we're going to give everyone. Take some boy butter... Shove it up down your nostrils. Please It'll don't be great. do that. Please don't do that. You can smell water. And use vapor rub for the sexual activities. See how that works out yes. for you. There you go. Nice and tingly. <laughs> Very menthol-y. It really opens things up. Todd decides to celebrate by taking the picture. And <laughs> because he's worthless. And now the episode's <laughs> over. And I don't know if you guys noticed this. Did you notice the to be continued was different? I didn't think I watched. Was that it covered one, in actually. lube? Was it dripping? Yes, it is. Well, the lube actually pre- prevents. No, that doesn't make any sense. Okay, <laughs> there's not enough. There's not enough lube. Okay, we used up all the lube, and now the screen can no longer. You know how it gets smaller on the screen and ends up in like a black void, <laughs> and it says "to be continued" in the yellow font text. Sure. Now it no longer does that. The "to be continued" appears on the frame without the frame shrinking. Okay, huh. I just noticed that. Okay, I just thought I'd point it out. Okay. So we avoid shrinkage. Okay. Yeah, we avoided the shrinkage. Okay. That was an iconic signature stylistic choice for the anime, but it's Does no longer the case. Does that continue? Yes. Wait, 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 stop. Are you saying from this moment on, the lube episode, we no longer get the shrinking void outro? Yes. Oh my gosh, that's. I feel like that's monumental in a way. See, now you're picking up on what I'm laying down. This is wild. Like, all the stuff that we just, oh, that's, like, another day, another Pokemon episode. Oh. We're coming on to the episodes where these things are happening for the first time. Like, Wobbuffet, like, that blew my mind. I couldn't pick up what you were placing down, Austin. It was too slippery. Ha. The lube and the blood and the oil and the butter. There's just too many slippery substances flying around. MVP and LVP in quote. Good God. All right, Austin, you're first followed by me and then the other person. God, I should speed run these more often. <laughs> did I did I offend somehow, Jake? <laughs> the other person. Okay, my MVP will be James because James was having a lot of fun this episode. Did you notice that? Yeah, he's uh, letting it hang. Yeah, but James was like, I don't know, maybe Eric Stewart was just giving it his all today. I don't know. But he had so many fucking quotes. But my quote will be from James. 
Jesse, we're here to take Pokemon, not baths. And Jesse says, why does everything always have to be about Pokemon? Okay, I, I, thought that was I funny. felt that. I felt that. <laughs> That's pretty good. Okay, my LVP, Todd Snap, I guess. I don't know. For, for falling out of the box. All right. Out of the box. I, I remember that, yeah. I, I, out of the box. They made some, like, tissue parachutes one time that I really bought in too hard and they didn't work and i felt really sad wait i'm sorry tissue parachutes were they yeah. encouraging kids to like jump off of roofs with tissues as like a parachute no what? what they did is they like had these like dixie cups and then you punched holes in them and you got some yarn tied the yarn to tissue and it made like a little parachute thing oh no and it didn't work it didn't That's so it kind of did but you had to find something thicker than tissue but uh my turn so my mvp is going to be articuno for being the best legendary, for making a memorable appearance in this episode. My LVP, I'm going to give it to Rory, because look what's become of you. You were once the pedestal that people wanted to be on top of, and now you're this. But Peggy, come on. Peggy is the April Nardini of Pokemon the series. (laughs) Oh, God. That was really funny, if you understood it. that (laughs) That actually makes sense. Yep, the long-lost daughter no one cares about. Uh, my quote comes from James also, and I guess it's when they steal the swine up, and he says, hard hat to furball, piggy package is ready for pickup. <laughs> that was good. That was good. That's exactly, that's what I meant. James was just being kind of silly. Yeah, he just had fun. He was having fun. All right. Is it me? Yes. Other person. The other person. Okay, cool, cool, cool. My MVP is going to be the cardboard boxes. I guess. (laughs) That's a good one. For just being there. Also, those are like the thickest cardboard boxes I've ever seen. Like, whoever manufactured that is like, they they know how to make a good cardboard box. Because those things did not shred apart immediately as they were being ridden down a rocky mountainside. They held up perfectly. You only ever have to buy one cardboard box for a lifetime. LVP is going to be ExxonMobil. For mm. building a pipeline <laughs> through the wilderness and for some other stuff that I'm sure we can all just infer based on everything. <laughs> My quote is going to be, in keeping with the theme that Jacob has set up, Jesse says, we can call it Jesse's Lodge. This is when she's talking about opening her hot spring business. James says, Jesse's Lodge? Jesse says, oh, fine, all right, Jesse and James's Lodge. Meow says, hey, don't forget about me. And Jesse says, ugh, Jesse and James and friend. That's good. So I, I'm friend over there on the out, outskirts. Alex, don't play a martyr. Next episode. <laughs> <laughs> so how are we feeling for our third episode? Are we feeling good? Still got the energy? Sure. I do. I got Ooh. lots of energy. Good, because we have no time to freeze the podcast, because the next episode's called Freeze Frame. Ayo. Ayo. Okay. Also, never laughs anymore. Used to give me at least a pity laugh. But anyway, freeze frame is the next episode. I'll laugh when you're funny. Don't worry. Hey, I, I'm the one over here giving pity laughs and I'm the other person. So yeah, you're right. The other person uh, is going to do the 30 second summary for this episode. No, I think I have to do the 30 I'm second not summary. doing it again. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I said I said the real other person talking about the real other person. Yes, That's talking, me. Oh, okay. Talking about okay. Austin because he kind of like finagled his way out of the last episode but uh, we're gonna be nice to him and let him do 30 seconds summary uh alex you again get to summarize the episode austin you can help me to kind of make up for how i had sure i'll do the first half how about that sure (laughs) okay i'm ready okay in three two one 
go. Uh, just like that Sunkern, we find a frozen Jigglypuff, because apparently Articuno is just an asshole who freezes Pokemon. Um, but it's not that much of an asshole, because it saves Team Rocket when they're about to die in the, like, snow or something. Um, and then Todd is like, I gotta find that Articuno! And so he and Ash run after it, and they fall off a cliff or something. Um, and then Articuno's like, take me a, take a picture of me, like, one of your French girls. And so Todd gets his picture, and thankfully he fucking leaves. Time. Oh, I guess I'm summarizing. All right. Um, so. For a little while. Okay, so we are at, what is the mountain called? Super high mountain? Ice cold. Snow top mountain. Ice cold mountain. Stone Snow cold, top, cold, steep cold mountain. Austin mountain. <laughs> Ooh, sticky Austin mountain? What? <laughs> no, what she said? said stone I cold. Said, <laughs> stone cold, steep <laughs> Austin mountain. <laughs> I heard it Austin mountain again. What'd you say? Sticky Austin. <laughs> sticky Austin is what I heard. Just leave it at that. That's what we said. We said so we're Austin. at Sticky Austin Mountain. <laughs> Leftover Lube Austin Mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, Articuno's nest at the top of Sticky Austin Mountain, apparently. And they've done so for thousands of years. Because it's all sticky and they won't ever fly away. Yeah. <laughs> it's, oh just, it's just glued there. It's the easiest mountain to climb. It's great. Yep. So the twerps try send out Noctowl, who cannot find an Articuno, and Kim- Timothy Golbat also can't find Articuno, but he does find Jigglypuff frozen. Thank God for you, Timothy. What would we do without you? So Cyndaquil unfreezes Jigglypuff, and Todd basically runs up to Jigglypuff and is like, "Have you seen Articuno, Jigglypuff? Did you see it? It's blue." And Wait, wait, wait. Can I just point out real quick that Brock mentions that we haven't seen Jigglypuff in a long time, so I looked it up to see when the last time we saw it, and it was the Tunnel Vision episode, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what Holy I thought. cow, wow. That's one of the ones Jacob didn't watch. That was like 40 episodes ago. Holy crap. Yeah, Jigglypuff hardly ever appears anymore. That's fine by it's me. Probably because it's not any good. Well, Jigglypuff was very friendly this episode. It didn't sing at all. It tried, but it didn't. It was just hanging out with the twerps for the day for no reason. Well, I think it tried to sing, and Articuno's like, no, and then just froze it. <laughs> Problem solved. All right. Meanwhile, Team Rocket has taken up ice climbing, because they're climbing up the side of Sticky Austin Mountain, and they fall to their deaths after some asshole Spiros try to murder them. Randomly, a mother and baby Stantler are nearby, and Todd takes a picture for his Christmas photo. Okay. I mean, he's got to earn an income somehow since his parents probably disowned him. He's making a magazine. Or not a magazine. He's making a calendar. Gotta get December. Well, Brock wants to make a calendar made entirely out of Joys and Jennies. And wouldn't you know it, we're at the Pokemon Center, which is the highest Pokemon Center in the world, altitude-wise. Which I don't believe for a second. No. That would suck. You wouldn't be able to breathe. Apparently today is returning character day because Officer Jenny's here. Oh my gosh, we were just talking about how we haven't seen Officer Jenny in a thousand years, and I literally did not look ahead when we commented on that, and surprise, surprise, she has shown up. So, wow, where you been, girl? Yeah, Jenny renegotiated her contract with the producers, and she's back now. Right. Yeah, very limited, but she's there. And she's back on her snowmobile, and she randomly pulls up to the twerps and is like, hi, kids, let's go get warm in the Pokemon Center. And they're like, okay. (laughs) Sounds like a good idea to me. Ash says, let's go find that Articuno and have Jigglypuff sing it to sleep. And Missy's like, no, it would put all of us to sleep. And Todd's like, well, I want to get a candid shot of Articuno in motion anyway. And I'm like, Todd, no, you don't. You want Articuno to be dead on the fucking ground when you take a photo of it. A lifeless, 
horrible photo of no artistic merit because that's like all you ever do. That'd be a great storyline. Like there's been other ones like this where somebody wants to find something and they're like, oh, we just want to cherish it and praise it. And they get there and they actually want to kill it. So that would be, I would love to see that. Like Todd, take that dark turn. He was the butter murderer all along. Sticking out like a harpoon. When they get there, his, <laughs> his camera turns into like a compound bow. He's like, I'm ready. <laughs> well, Joy and Jenny show us an ancient wooden carving of an Articuno. Perhaps it's fossilized. I don't know. <laughs> and they tell us Articunos have appeared throughout history on this mountain, etc., etc. And one time, 1,200 years ago, it saved some travelers. And we know that's a true story. Sure. Yep. It was it was Sophia and Marcello that he saved. <laughs> yeah, it was them. They were the ones who were saving Articuno. Meanwhile, Team Rocket's going to die, but a mysterious figure saves them and drops them off with the Twerps and Joy and Jenny. So they warm them up in the Pokemon Center, even though, is it Ash or Brock who's like, we should have left them to die in the snow? Brock. Brock. He's like, you don't even deserve to have some hot soup because you basically deserve to die out there in the elements of exposure and hypothermia so he gets his wish later on so yeah (laughs) todd meanwhile is losing his goddamn mind because articuno saved team rocket he's like i want to get a picture of articuno so he runs out into the snowy wilderness in his shorts and ash is like don't forget me and runs after him and misty and brock are like we have the parkas we'll go catch up to them with our parkas didn't they all have parkas yeah all four of them do yeah, but he's in shorts. Yeah, I think they also have, like, snow pants or something. Alex, do you want to take over now? Sure, I will take over now that we've arrived at Sticky Austin Peak. What did you actually say? Because why did I hear Sticky Austin Mountain? Because that's what you wanted to hear. <laughs> that's what you wanted to hear. <laughs> what did you actually say? I said, Jacob only said it, like, five times. Stone Cold Austin Mountain. Stone Cold Steve Austin Mountain. Who's Steve Austin? The wrestler? wrestler. Austin 316. I literally don't know anything about him other than the fact that he's stone cold Steve Austin. He wore tank tops, drink beer, good wrestler. Can we name any other wrestlers other than like The Undertaker? Oh my God. Do you want me to go? (laughs) Do you want me to name the wrestlers? Just name like three other wrestlers. The Ultimate Warrior, Macho Man, Ric Flair. Oh, Randy Savage. Hulk Hogan. Okay. Rowdy, Rowdy Piper. John Cena. John Sneeder, The Miz. Mankind. Because I know because that copy pasta when they're like, and blah, 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 1997, The Undertaker threw Mankind off of the hell in the cell or whatever. Yeah, that was a far fall, too. That was something else. Anyway. Anyway, where are we? So they run out into the snow and Ash is like, wait, you'll freeze to death. So then Articuno appears. They get trapped in a blizzard and Articuno's like, children hello and he like appears to them or she i don't really know they're like wow when the blizzard clears we would have walked right off this sheer cliff face it saved our lives and this whole time todd has missed like at least a dozen opportunities to take a photograph of it yeah fucking todd i know fucking todd like i literally was thinking to myself the whole time i'm like these action shots are like falling into your hands like it's literally hovering there waiting for you to take the shot take the picture he needs to get an awkward unflattering photo that's all he does yeah he needs to get one from like up under where you know with the double chin and like up under your nose holes like just the worst possible angle it pooping out a sun kern that'd be a good picture (laughs) yeah he's a really bad photographer sorry 
Team Rocket appears again. I don't really remember how they get back to where they are. They, like, land there somehow. But they decide to battle with Articuno. And Wobbuffet uses Mirror Coat and causes Articuno's Ice Beam to ricochet all over the place. And it hits the side of the mountain and causes a big avalanche. And Todd and Ash then fall to their deaths into the endless void. That chasm that they were about to walk off of earlier. And Brock and Misty are like, well, dang, that sucks. We got to go get Nurse Joy and Officer Jenny because we can't do this by ourselves. I think Todd snaps evil and that he heard that like when Team Rocket gets back that Articuno only shows up when your life is at stake. So I think he kept constantly Ah. putting himself in these like death instances to get Articuno to come. So I think there's like an evilness to Todd snap here that we're not... We're not seeing. There's more than meets the lens. Oh. That's why he's been killing people the whole time. He's trying to lure Articuno <laughs> in. That's where the closing shot of the first episode was like Sophia and Marcello like just on their table. <laughs> face down in uh face down in soup. God. <laughs> Does that mean Rory and Peggy are dead as well? <laughs> That's right. Yep. They're actually in the hot spring being boiled alive. Ah! <laughs> God, this this kid is sinister, menacing. It's not like he has anything else going on. Like, <laughs> just is this kills like people? the ring when like you watch the movie or something, like you die. Remember that Goosebumps book where you took it took a picture of you and it showed how you would die. Oh yeah, that oh, was crazy. Oh my gosh, Goosebumps scared the shit out of me as a kid. Maybe anything Todd Snap takes a picture of gets cursed. <laughs> That's how you die. Yeah, could you imagine the last thing you see before you die is Todd Snap and his camera? I can easily imagine that, actually. So, yeah, they... (laughs) Oh, God. They fall, supposedly, to their demise into the chasm, but because this is Pokemon, nobody actually dies. At least not on screen. Team Rocket follows them down to the bottom of the pit... And they try to attack Articuno again, but Articuno's like, I'm tired of this, and blast them off with Jigglypuff, and uh, we don't see them for a while. Yes, Jacob? Sorry, another quick point to make. Articuno only cares about humans, because he only saves Todd and Ash. Like, thank God Jigglypuff was there to kind of, like, inflate herself down, or Pikachu would have been gone. Articuno doesn't care. Jigglypuff specifically jumped to save Pikachu. Yeah, yeah. Jigglypuff put its life at risk to save Pikachu. That is true. We got to give it that. Yeah, that, that's some Smash Brothers bonding going on there. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. This is the one good thing. So does that mean well, it didn't save Team Rocket? Does that mean they're like not human? No, it did save Team Rocket. He did save Team Rocket. Well, the first time. Everybody gets one. Everybody gets one. Everybody, Everybody gets, gets one. one. <laughs> Tell them, Peter. That's it. Oh, my God. Oh, a timely family guy reference. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, that was good. So yeah, they blast off again, poor Jigglypuff. Todd finally remembers why he's even here. And he's like, oh, dang, I got to get my perfect shot. So the sun comes out and Articuno is nice enough to be like, here's your one free photograph while my sparkly sparkleness is sparkling all around. I would argue it wasn't one free photograph. Articuno has been posing for the last five minutes. Yeah, it's not his fault that Todd's not like doing anything. You know what? For one second, I really, truly thought it was going to be one of those episodes where it was like, did you get your photograph, Todd? And he's like, no, it's it was too majestic in real life and, (laughs) you know, blah, blah. And I was like, did we honestly, are we going to make it through this episode without him getting his stupid fucking photograph? But he actually does. He snaps grand total of one picture. Because then I was like, okay, the next thing for sure is he's going to fall and break his camera. 
I thought it was going to come out blurry or something. I know. I thought something was going to go wrong. It is kind of a crappy picture, though. Like, really. Like, the frame they put it in, it doesn't even fit in frame. Like, half its wings are gone, and it's, you know, it just, it sucks. <laughs> he didn't even try to get it, like, published in a magazine or anything. He was like, I'll just leave it here. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, Jacob. The The composition of the photograph itself was truly horrific. It was so bad. It, it was cropped. It wasn't even the full experience of it. They didn't even frame it in a nice classic frame. It was just a basically like what you would take with like a Kodak manual camera, you know, sliding the little wheel and then that was it. Treated as like a kid's drawing. Oh, we'll put it on the fridge for you. Yeah, this is great. I mean, that's literally what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Jenny and Joy decide to be nice and hang it up in the lodge, but I'm pretty sure that shit's going to get taken down next month. So when he leaves, we'll burn it. Yeah, basically that they have no intention of letting that hang up on the wall. They're like, okay, on to the next whatever problem of the day. And Todd's like, you know what? I think I'm going to stay and fuck around. I don't even know what his purpose is. He's like, I'm going to stay with Joy and Jenny. I've got all this slicky lube. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Is this the last time we see him? Yes. Ever? Until Journeys? He makes a, yeah, correct. Oh, good thinking, Alex. He makes a non-speaking cameo background appearance in Journeys. Wow, this is really how he goes out? Yep. He's like, I'm going to stay on this mountain. Oh my god. Okay, That's so, it. yeah, this is the end of Todd's snap. We see him 20 years from now, so don't get your hopes up, any Todd snap fans, that he's going to be coming back. He's in Pokemon Adventures for some godforsaken reason. I mean, he does have a game, but... Yeah, that's true. He's got two games. The, what was the mentality behind that? Like, did Pokemon Snap, was that, like, ever so popular that they decided, like, hey, it needs a remake? Like, I just don't get the... I think people were just asking for it so much that they were like, here, take it. Yeah, take it. Take it and leave. Was it actually, Austin, you own the game. Was it actually a decent re- remake or was it pretty shitty or what? I mean, it's Pokemon Snap. It's nothing to write home about, you know? The first one was a gimmick, right? To get people to buy the game to print pictures, Right, right. Wasn't that the whole thing? They just wanted people to pay for pictures? I guess, yeah, Blockbuster. If we know the Pokemon company, the only thing that matters to them is money. So that's why it surprised me when I'm like, there has to be some sort of lucrative element if they're remaking it. Otherwise, they wouldn't bother. Oh, well, it did sell 2.4 million <laughs> units, so that's not bad. I feel like maybe I'm not, maybe I don't have a good like frame of reference, but like what is considered decent sales numbers for a game? Mm, let's see. I feel like that might be a little low, but I don't know. How much did Pokemon Scarlet and Violet sell? What is considered good sales for a game? Switch game. For, okay, let me see. Let me see if I got Switch game. Oh, well, Mario Kart is the standard with 57 million units sold. So, okay. isn't Mario Kart like the highest selling game? That's not the standard. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, like, if you get into the millions, you've done good. Okay. How much did Baldur's Gate 3 sell? Oh my gosh. Let me see. Baldur's Gate 3 sale numbers. I just say that because it's like game of the year and all that. 250,000 copies. Oh, what? shit. Wait. No, it said it says 5.4 million copies. Okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> but that's in... Okay, wait. So, Jacob, the 2.4 million was lifetime sales. Baldur's Gate just came out. So, like, how long do they keep measuring for? Um, They're still measuring it, and they said, like, this one says there's a range between 5.46 and 27.07 million copies sold. So... 
All right, listeners, if you want more Todd Snap, you got to go buy three million copies of Pokemon Snap. What is that game? What is Baldur's Gate 3? What What is this franchise? Is it like... So I have never played a Baldur's Gate game. I know it's based on Dungeons and Dragons. The newest game that just came out recently, Baldur's Gate 3, is an RPG with like basically limitless options for how you role play. Like you can be whatever character you want to be, make an insane number of choices, but it's a turn-based RPG, I think. Oh, okay. But apparently it's critically acclaimed. Everybody's like in love with it. I may pick it up, but a game on that scale seems like it's gonna It's taken forever. Yeah, at least you're getting your money's worth, I guess. I know there's like that new Pokemon game that came out on Steam that like everyone's talking about. Pal World. Yeah, that apparently is about to get in trouble. Pokemon released a statement on it, so we'll see what happens there. I think people were talking about that, but yes, they did release a statement, but I think that's more to get people off of their backs. Like, we acknowledge it, now go away. Like, I, I really don't know anything about Pal World, so I can't really say, but... I, I don't either. Do even... Every time that they say something, though, something happens. Well, that guy was made like the Wii emulator that was kind of iffy and he was going to put it on Steam and then they said, we're aware of the emulator that's coming out and then all of a sudden that guy, it's not there anymore. What is this article? Sorry, this headline says, 31-year-old dad says Pal World made him realize all other modern games suck. What? Who, who is this by? Who, who wrote this article? I, I, don't know who the, I don't know who the dad is. Who Who's the website? What? Dex Erto. Dex Erto? Oh. So again, I don't know anything about Power World, but it's not like Pokemon's unique. I mean, look at like Dragon Quest or Dragon Warrior Monsters or any other kind of game with little Digimon. I mean, it's not Pokemon like as a concept, like, oh, you catch and train little creatures. I mean, that's not like a proprietary idea. I don't know if they have a case. Anyway, I don't know. Part of me now that we've talked about it's like, mm, I kind of am intrigued by this Pal World thing, but then I'm like, mm, no, Pokemon for Well, next week we're going to be playing Pal World. Join us next time. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so real quick, real quick to finish off this episode, like Jacob mentioned, I think a little while ago, Team Rocket blasts off again and they do end up in a cave, an ice cave where they have to fight to stay awake and not die because if they fall asleep, they might never wake up. Which is true. It ends up in a very, it kind of ends on a very ominous note because Jigglypuff is also there and it starts to sing and we don't really see what happens after that. So I'm like the implication of it all it gets its revenge because team rocket almost killed it earlier in the episode and now it's like i'm gonna finish the job all right mvp lvp and quote time all right okay well austin you go first followed by me and then alex all right my lvp will be todd snap for his shitty photography and for not taking the photo of articuno that he could have taken about 17 times and for only taking one shot like the sun is in the photo ruining the shot so there's a lot <laughs> happening with him. <laughs> he couldn't do one thing right. Uh, he ran out into the snow without snow equipment. He, just an idiot. He murdered all his people. So my MVP was going to be Jigglypuff for selflessly saving Pikachu's life. Good one. Wow. Good one. My quote will be... Mm-hmm. My quote will be... Mm-hmm. My quote will be... Mm-hmm. 
Okay. All right. <laughs> I don't have a quote. Asta's quote is, hmm, I don't have a quote. <laughs> okay. Okay, here's one. Here's one. James says, don't be so selfish, Meowth. If you fall asleep, you'll freeze, and the boss will blame the two of us. Great. Awesome. All right, I think James is like the quote MVP for this series. Yes. But my MVP is going to be Articuno for actually being, <laughs> for saving all the people and actually posing for Todd. Todd was just too stupid to pull the trigger unless it's a person he's trying to murder but my lvp i'm going to give it to i'll give it to can i give it to two people i'll give it to two people jenny and joy for having to live with todd for the next year (laughs) as he stays on the mountain probably more that more joy than jenny but good luck with that and my quote, it comes from Brock. Brock actually has this one. Joy's talking about him in, uh, to the twerps, and she's like, Officer Jenny says you're searching for Articuno. And Brock goes, yes, but I'd settle for a steady girlfriend. Oh. <laughs> Poor Brock. Poor Brock when he's not being a creep. Yeah, fair enough. My MVP is going to be Ash for trying to be a good friend for half a second when he's like, no, Todd, you can't run out into the wilderness unprepared. You'll freeze to death and or starve and or get lost and or in any number of other bad situations that could happen and not even telling anyone where he's going at the very least. Ash is like, wait, no, we have to actually be strategic about this. Should have let him go. Yeah, Todd's like, who has time for that? And so Ash also gets my LVP for (laughs) all those things that he, you know, all those things he pointed out as far as like, no, we need to be strategic and plan this out and everything. All it takes is Todd's impulsiveness to be like, no, this is a once in a lifetime chance. We got to go right now. And Ash is like, all right, you didn't have to convince me. I'm right there with you. He had a smart idea for a fraction of a second, but it was gone just as quick as it came. My quote, you know what? I'm just going to hang on to that one scene. Todd says, let's go. Ash says, Todd, wait, let's sit down and plan this. Todd <laughs> says, I came up here to take a picture of an Articuno, which, spoiler alert, he didn't even take a good one like we talked about. I don't have time to hang around and plan. And Ash says, sounds good to me. And thus ends the Todd Snap trilogy. We get what Forever. we want. Yeah. Forever. He actually never comes back. He freezes on that mountain until uh, they boil him in water and release his carcass. You know what? I know we don't like Todd Snap as a character, but I will say I feel like there's something a little bit melancholy about knowing, like fast forwarding all these years later and we know as an audience, like we, we will never see him again until Journeys. And it's a cameo. It's like a and background. And it's a cameo. Yeah. yeah he's non-speaking line. It's just his character is drawn there. And it's like, I don't even like Todd Snap, but just, like, the idea of, like, yeah, that was, this is it. Like, that, he, like, dies. He never yeah, comes I, back. Yeah, I'm not going to get melancholy over Todd Snap. That's not going to happen. So, next week, <laughs> the episodes we have are The Stolen Stones and The Dunsparce Deception. Oh, I like that. The Stolen Ooh. Stones. That sounds like a band. I think it's an Arcanine episode for some godforsaken reason. Oh. All right. See you then. Because probably they get... Probably they get uh, fixed, so stones are gone. The stolen <laughs> stones. <laughs> <laughs> Spay and neuter your hats. <laughs> That's right. All righty. Alex, you got anything left to say? Austin's done. Yeah, um, that was fun. We haven't done three episodes in a long, long while. So if you're still listening, thank you so, so much for sticking with us. We are wild and crazy. Wild and crazy, guys. All right, if you're still with us, thank you all for listening. 
please leave us a five star rating. And if you want to reach out to us, you can contact us on our email. It's out of the drying pan at gmail.com. Again, that is out of the drying pan at gmail.com. You can follow us on X, formerly known as Twitter. The handle there is out of drying pan. Again, that is out of drying pan. We got an Instagram that just looks like it got a Christmas picture put on it. So Alex runs that. So there's a bunch of exciting stuff <laughs> over there. Go check it out on the Instagram. Happy Christmas. Yep, happy Christmas. Uh, <laughs> it's Christmas somewhere. That's right, in our hearts. In our hearts. Do they know it's Christmas? Where are you, Christmas? But I know where our Patreon is and where you can find it. It's in the link in the description of the podcast. So check that out if you want to support us. Or not, it's okay. We appreciate it either way. And I guess that's it for us. So join us next time as this journey continues.